0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Nintendo SwitchCraft. On today's episode, we're going to talk mostly about Monster Hunter Rise. The game is now out, I've been playing it, and oh my goodness, it is really, really good. In addition to that, we're also going to be talking about the most expensive video game ever, which is pretty awesome, and I I would love to have my hands on this, but man, a huge jump up in price from before. And then finally, we're going to talk about Nintendo repurposing a video and getting slapped for it pretty hard. Let's jump in first with the most expensive game ever. Uh, The most expensive game ever sold is a sealed boxed copy of Super Mario Brothers. This game has sold the previous record uh, for the most expensive game sold was $156,000. I'm just going to let that number sink in. It's float there for a minute, $156,000. And it just sold, uh, a a sealed copy of Super Mario Brothers in the black box. You guys know which one I'm talking about for $660,000. That is absolutely crazy. It is, this is the best quality that they've ever seen. Not only does this have a uh, plastic sealed copy, it also has the perforated cardboard hang tab. If you don't know what that is, I want you to imagine that a, a, you know, you go into a Target or a Walmart or some kind of store and they have these little... Uh, long metal sticks uh, sticking out of pegboards that have the prices on them, and you would take the little cardboard thing and slide that metal stick into a hole in the cardboard. And obviously, this is one of the first things that would get ripped or torn as people take it off the the little the the little metal stick in order to look at the back of it and put it back on. This one is still completely sealed in plastic and it has the the cardboard hang tab intact which is pretty crazy um six hundred and sixty thousand dollars for this game is bananas uh i don't know who has that kind of money but whatever sure you know what it you know q harrison ford it belongs in a museum that's a terrible harrison ford i'm sorry that you had to hear that you know, it belongs in a museum. Anyway, let's move on to Monster Hunter. And this is what the bulk of the show is going to be about today. Uh, Monster Hunter has completely taken over. I have been playing this game nonstop. Now, when I first, like last episode, I said that it was downloading as we speak and I would play it and get back to you. When I first booted it up, I had regrets. I was really unhappy with how the game was playing at first. And of course, the reason is, is because I didn't know what I was doing. Um, Again, with Monster Hunter Rise, look, of all of the Monster Hunter games, Monster Hunter Rise is the one that is the easiest to get into. This is a series by Capcom that is famous for being difficult for newcomers to really understand all of the mechanics. And that's because there are so many overlaying mechanics, one on top of another on top of another, which makes it really difficult for people to kind of grok when you first are starting out. And even even somebody like me, who played Monster Hunter World, who played Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, I still struggled because, yeah, I played those games, but I didn't like really live and breathe those games the way that other people, the way that Monster Hunter fans tend to do. So like there's still a lot of mechanics that I feel pretty uh, confused by and I'm still trying to figure things out. And of course, I'm going on YouTube and looking at videos to try and learn like the best combos. And sure, I can, I can open, I can pause, well, you can't pause the game. You can hit the home button and pause the game, but you can't like really pause the game uh, the way that most games get paused. And I think that's just because uh, they're expecting you to play multiplayer, but that's beside the point. Um, You can go into the pause, I'm using air quotes, menu, and um, you can bring that up and look at the hunter's notes and look at your weapon. It'll tell you the combos that you can do, but it doesn't really explain some stuff. So. Let's start with the fact that there's all of these overlying systems. And then on top of that, there are 14 different weapons, each of which plays completely different. Like, they don't feel similar. Uh, They all have their own quirks. And that's an awesome thing, which means you're basically getting 14 games. Yes, it's the same game, but the mechanics of how you play the, 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 the combat... Are wildly different from one weapon to the next, so much so that when I started out, I was I was using the bow, and I was like, "This is really interesting," but I'm I'm struggling that every time I pull out my weapon, my uh, my web shooter, which is basically, or I can't remember what it's called, the the zap bug or the zip bug or the sling bug or the the swing bug. Uh, basically, it turns you into Spider Man for for two swings. Okay. And, uh, when, when you're using a ranged weapon, every time that you, uh, get your ranged weapon out, the, the button that you have to push for the, the sling bug, (laughs) I'm calling it the wrong thing. Um, the button you have to push changes and my brain just could not handle the fact that you were hitting the left trigger, uh, when you didn't have your bow out and then if you did have your bow out, then you had to hit the right bumper. Now, as I say that, somebody might be like, well, why in the hell would they change it? Well, it's because in order to aim your bow, you use the left triggers. I mean, it makes perfect sense. But I kept hitting the wrong button to try and use the the swing bug. And because of that, I just kept getting killed and struggling with the mechanics and getting frustrated. And I put the game down and I said, all right, I'm going to watch a couple of videos. And I watched a couple of videos. Then a lot of them were themed along the lines of which weapon is right for you. And I watched the, the, you know, the pros and cons of each weapon. And still after watching those videos, nothing really like clicked with me. So I said, all right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to do a mission," and. Um, it's going to be like a regular, like you have these gathering missions that are really, you have like an hour to do whatever you want and you can keep going back to the tent and switching your weapon out. So what I would do is I would go back to the tent, switch my weapon to something else. I would play around a little bit, just trying combat so that I could fight something just to see how the weapon felt. And I did that like seven or eight times, and after probably about 40 minutes, I figured out that the weapon that I wanted to use as my main, and of course I can switch at any time, uh, but the weapon that I really wanted to focus on was the hammer. And uh, in the past, like in Monster Hunter World and Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, I really did not like the hammer or any of the weapons that were exceedingly slow, and of course the hammer is exceedingly slow like it is you when you swing that weapon you are making a commitment uh you are married to that swing and if you made a mistake then you are you know it takes a minute for you to pick that giant hulking hammer back up off the ground and in that time while you're trying to pick that hammer up you are very much vulnerable to attack from the monster so in the past, that has always been a huge detractor for me uh, as far as the appeal of the, the the super heavy weapons. However, with the addition of the, the Spider-Man bugs, uh, where you can do the two swings or sometimes three, it really gives those heavy weapons a mobility that they never had before, which means that you have the ability... To close a gap really fast. And uh, that kind of thing is very appealing. And so once I got my head around which weapon I wanted to use, then I really focused on trying to understand the combos that that particular weapon used. And so I went out and looked on YouTube and found some videos that explain that stuff. And I know what you're probably thinking as you hear me say this, there's way too much homework for me to want to play this game like the game should teach us this stuff and I totally agree with what you're saying because what they should have is a hammer trainer that you can go in on a mission with and he would teach you all of the the nitty-gritty details of using a hammer and then they could have a great sword trainer and an insect glaive trainer and a uh, bow trainer, and, you know, the list goes on and on. You could have all of these different trainers and all of these missions that teach you the the nitty-gritty of how to use that weapon the right way. Until we get something like that, YouTube's just going to have to do. And if... Uh, I, I'm no expert in the game, but if you're interested and you want me to maybe make a video about how I use the hammer, you know, leave a like, Make a comment down below. Let me know uh, what you want. But I ended up settling on the hammer, and uh, I watched a few videos on how to use it the right way. And now combat is going really, really well, and I'm having an absolute blast. I was, I, I one thing about the game is you have uh, your your ranks are separated into low rank and high rank, and basically people were saying try not to use up all of your crafting materials on low rank stuff because you're going to need those crafting materials to make some high rank stuff as well. And so I was holding off as long as I could until I ended up fighting a monster that was uh, consistently making me cart or uh, that's monster hunter parlance for get killed and your your palico throws you on a cart and wheels you back to the tent and revives you. Uh, you, can, you can die or cart three times in a mission, and, uh, this guy was making me cart a whole bunch, so that meant that my gear was not quite up to snuff, and so he was doing a lot of water damage to me, and so I looked at the crafting list, and I said, okay, what kind of gear is going to give me a resistance to water? Okay, I can make most of the pieces for that gear, but not all of them, so it looks like I'm going to have to go hunting for this particular, uh, items so that I can finish this gear set so that I can have a higher water resistance so that I can defeat this monster. And that's what I was doing this morning. This game is so good. It it, it is incredibly fun and really, really deep with complex systems. And it is awesome. I think that this is the best monster hunter yet. Of course, I've only played three of them. Uh, But as far as Monster Hunters go, this one's the best one. Let's talk about the graphics. I don't know if there is a better looking game on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, It doesn't have the most stable frame rate, but this isn't the kind of game where frame rate is king. Although maybe if you're using one of the ranged weapons, frame rate is more important. But if you are swinging a big hammer around, it really doesn't matter all that much uh, but man, this game is really, really pretty, and it's so pretty. It's so good-looking. The graphics are so fantastic that when, they, when Capcom first showed off footage of this game, people were convinced that it was running on the rumored Switch Pro. That's how awesome this game looks, and if you don't believe me, there is a demo so that you can try it out yourself, and I highly recommend that you try the demo because Monster Hunter is definitely not a game for anybody, for everybody. Sorry, I I almost said that wrong. It's definitely not a game that is for everybody. It's definitely a niche, but it's a growing niche because I think that these games are incredibly popular. I think it sold like, I think it was 5 million copies already, which is pretty quick uh, seeing as how it just came out. But I've been having an absolute blast with Monster Hunter. I haven't played any multiplayer yet. Uh, If you are looking to play multiplayer Monster Hunter, join our Discord server. There is a link in the description down below if you're watching this on the YouTube channel uh, over at nerdnest.tv. And um, join the Discord server. And uh, we've got an LFG channel. I might be doing some multiplayer stuff with Monster Hunter pretty soon because I feel like I am I understand the game enough at this point that I wouldn't necessarily be holding anybody back unless they were super hardcore um, Monster Hunter people. And like those people, I would probably be holding back. All right, let's move on from Monster Hunter. Um, we've got two two more things to talk about, and it will be really quick. The first is Nintendo put out this uh, Nintendo Switch Online overview trailer. They put this out on the 24th. So, you know, it's about a week ago. And I was like, oh, are they updating it? Are they changing something about it? So I clicked it and I watched it. And I was like, this is the same trailer as before, but they've thrown in some footage from new games. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. But is it really necessary to put out a trailer? In my opinion, probably not when they already have a trailer out there. Well, a lot of people were irritated by this because a lot of people saw it and they clicked on it and they watched it and they were like, "This." Is, they, they had the same reaction I did. And of course, you know how the internet is. They, they went on a downvote frenzy they uh, made a bunch of snide comments, and Nintendo decided to pull the video, I'm assuming in response to the negative uh, comments that they were getting from everybody. Everybody was basically complaining about, these are, you know what, Nintendo Switch Online is fine, but a lot of people don't feel like it is worth What we are paying for it now, for those of you who don't subscribe to it, it's twenty dollars a year, which, in my opinion, is not all that much. Um, however, you're coming from up until now, Nintendo's online offering has always been free, and so with the switch, uh, when they decided to have it be a paid service a lot of people were ticked off about that and they said all right you know what if it's going to be a paid service then it better be better and you're just not offering enough and you 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 stack all of that together with of course the impending removal of one of the coolest things about Nintendo Switch online which was Mario uh 30 34 uh, no what's the Mario 64 no what the heck is the name of the game Mario 32, I can't remember. 35, I remember now because it's the 35th anniversary. Um, Super Mario 35, you know, that's gone now. Nobody can play it. That died along with a bunch of other stuff on the 31st. And so to be pointing out how great Nintendo Switch Online is right at the same time as you are pulling the rug out from a bunch of people doesn't leave a good taste in your mouth. And so I can understand why everybody got mad and left comments, uh, and downvoted. Um, but then for Nintendo to pull the video, I, I don't like that. Um, like if I post a video and it gets a bunch of, da- I mean, look, no video that I post is going to get as many downvotes as one from Nintendo, just because millions of people are going to see the Nintendo one. <laughs> so Uh, But if let's imagine for a second that I posted a video and I got a bunch of downvotes, which has happened in the past. Um, I don't remove that video. That's just, I don't know. That's like, I feel like it's cheating a little bit. Anyway, Nintendo removed the video and uh, maybe they learned their lesson. What would you do? Here's my question. If you're watching this on YouTube, leave a comment down below. If you're not, uh, send me a message on uh, Twitter. At uh, run, jump, stomp, um, but what would you do to improve Nintendo Switch Online? That's that's the question because I think that if Nintendo Switch Online were better, or if it was free, there would be a whole lot less complaints about it. For me, I would say that some games require dedicated servers while other games don't. So if you're playing a game like Smash. Uh, Dedicated servers don't make sense. Well, okay, gosh, that's hard to say, because if you're playing like four people and one of them has a terrible connection that ruins everybody else, no, yeah, Smash Brothers should have dedicated servers. Mario Kart should have dedicated servers, but any game that's like one-on-one doesn't need to have dedicated servers. But you know, everybody always harps on Nintendo about this, but you know, Xbox does the same thing. PlayStation does the same thing. There's a lot of times where one of the people, not all the time, but one of the people who are in your match are the host. And that means that they have the ability to cheat a little bit. That means that they have an advantage over everybody because of ping. And having a dedicated server would be better. Now, the reason that we don't notice all of the flaws when you're talking about uh, PlayStation or Xbox. We don't notice the same flaws with those as we do with Nintendo Switch Online. Well, because those systems aren't portable, uh, they're usually going to be in a place where they've got a stable internet connection and you can't take them out. Okay, I'm going to say can't and there's going to be somebody who says, oh, I just did that last week, but you can't take them out to uh, a hammock in the backyard where you've got one bar of Wi-Fi and ruin somebody's uh, Smash uh, tournament because your internet connection is so terrible. Uh, Speaking of Nintendo Switch Online, I believe uh, this, I didn't plan on talking about this, but it just kind of popped up in my head. Uh, I believe, if I remember correctly, that Monster Hunter Rise is the first game that uses Nintendo's new online protocol And I'm curious how that works because, again, I haven't had a chance to try multiplayer, so I don't have an opinion on that yet. Um, Maybe for next week, I will make sure that I've played multiplayer and I'll be able to give you a little bit more information about that. Anyway, that's it for this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Thank you very much for listening. If you haven't already checked out the YouTube channel, head on over to NerdNest.tv. If you're watching this on the YouTube channel and you want to bring the show with you, if you want to listen to it while you're doing dishes or something, then, of course, uh, check it out over on your favorite podcast player. Just search for Nintendo Switchcraft. And a uh, big thank you to all of our patrons. Uh, if you haven't checked out Patreon over over there at patreon.com slash Stomp, you can do that right now. And uh, if you join at the buck a month tier then i just logged into the wrong thing if you if you join at the uh buck a month tier you get all of the episodes uh without any ads uh so there's that that's a a big advantage that i think a lot of people uh prefer if you want to get these episodes early then you can head on over or you can uh, join at the early access tier uh, and then I post these usually on Saturday, and then everybody else gets gets the episodes on Tuesday. And I'm just logging into Patreon real quick so that I can read off uh, the patrons who are at the uh, producer tier. And that would be Orange Thunder, John Eisenmanger, Bowser, Travis McGuire, and Abigail13. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and I will see you all next time. Stay awesome,